The Hokkanui Breakfast Show with Connor Kitto Podcast. The half hour of farming experts. We're jumping down to Glenham to yarn with our sheep and beef fan, dairy farmer Dean Rabbit joins me now. Morning, mate. How you going? Good morning, Connor. Yeah, great, thanks. It's a stunning day down here, so it's pretty hard to complain today. Yeah, I got a snatch it from you before. It was looking amazing. Got a pretty good spot there, a bit of a high rise looking over the uh, rolling hills of Southland. Yeah, we're pretty fortunate, really, and um, yeah, we don't take it for granted. Really appreciate it. Now, I just want to yeah, just want to touch very quickly on your dairy side of the operation up at your farm. Yeah. And what at this time of year, how much are you milking? Is is there different times of the year when you needed to milk more frequently or at least frequently? What what's the go there? Yeah, so at the moment, kind of, we're still milking twice a day. Um, obviously, in the morning and, and night, or later afternoon, mm. but. As the season progresses and feed supply starts to diminish a wee bit or cow production naturally starts to tail off, uh, some people transition to what they call a 16-hour milking. So they milk first thing in the morning, say 5 o'clock mm. in the morning, and then they might milk again at 7 o'clock that night, and then um, lunchtime the following day. So basically milking the cows every 16 hours. So you sort of milk three times in two days. Right. Um, and then when the season really starts to tail off, sort of getting into April, end of April, start of May, people might just go to once a day because it's just not um, financially economical to run the plant and the shed right. to get the amount of milk that the cows are uh, producing at that time of year. So at the moment it's all going good and cows are still being milked twice a day here though. Great. Does it does it matter at all what the GDT is doing, how often you milk? Uh not the GDT. The payout will have some influence on people's decisions to go to 16 hours or once a day. Yeah. Um, but I suppose we've got the ability to feed cows in the feed as well, so it's a great way to feed um, a bit of supplement for the, for the cows easily. So we traditionally um, stick to twice a day until later on in the season. But in a low payout year, which is influenced by your GDT, um, people may look to, to reduce the frequency of milk and just try and save some Cheap costs, yeah, sure. right. makes sense. All right. Well, I asked you. I flicked you a text a bit earlier this morning, Dean. Luckily, you, you were the only one that was up. The other two were still in bed asleep. I'm guessing uh, Bernadette and uh, Nigel. But I, I've, I reckon it's you know every now and again good to have a wee laugh at stuff that's happened in the past and look back at certain things that's been going on. And in a year like this year, I think it's more important than ever. So I was wondering, mate, have you had any moments on the farm where someone, one of your staff, or what, something that you've done, it's just so dumb, or you've made a mistake and it was just you know quite bad that you? just look back and laugh at now? Oh, look, we probably have those moments on a daily basis <laughs> around here for me. Um, you see some great ones come through on Snapchat. Um, it's a great way for people sort of just to release and think, how was I that stupid to do that? <laughs> I suppose um, without throwing myself under the bus too much, at lambing time is always a, you get caught out a couple of times, you might find a you with a, a dead lamb, unfortunately, so yeah. you'll be standing over it wanting another one, so you'll catch the you grab the lamb, skin the lamb, put the skin on another lamb so she thinks it's hers, and you put her in a motel, and you go back the next morning to make sure that she's all right and taking her lamb, and she's had two or three other ones of her own overnight, so she's obviously stolen the lamb off somebody else. <laughs> um, that lamb's died. You tried to give her another one, and then she's decided to go and have her own lambs. Oh. Um, so, yeah, sort of have a bit of a... <laughs> well, I can't say it on the radio moment, but, um, <laughs> yeah, you get caught out the whole time like that, and you... All you can do is laugh about it. Yeah. But, um, well, and yeah, but there's, I reckon daily, on a daily basis, have a, have a wee moment. But um, I suppose working with animals and kids most of the day, what do they say? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty hard work sometimes, so it's all good. A lot of people ask, I've heard some parents say, what's the difference sometimes I've heard? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, yeah, I'd say they both have their pros and cons, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Reverend, Sheep and Beef Farmer down in Glenham, uh, and Dairy Farmer as well. Thanks for your time this morning, mate. We'll catch you back next week. Have a good one. Good as Connor. Thanks very much. Stay in the know with the Hokanui Breakfast with Connor Kitto podcast. Up in South Otago, Nigel Wood, he joins us now. Morning, Nigel. Morning, Connor. How are you? Yeah, good. Enjoying the sunshine. I'm sure it's uh, beaming down up in South Otago. Yeah, it's great. Beautiful morning. Good morning to get some... Get lamb's drenched. Oh, good. How's that process going? Oh, not too bad. I'm literally just about to film my first race for the morning. Oh, good. Um, a couple of miles done yesterday, and then we'll get two or maybe three done today. And, yeah, there will only be maybe one or two left. So, oh, um, yeah, it's been a good week. Tell us about the whole winning process at your farm. Whereabouts are you with that? Uh, well, we're still way way off weaning yet. Uh, we, so what we do is uh, mouth the all our ewes pre-lamb and then lamb, lamb our um, cull-for-age ewes separately on their own around the yard here. We usually would shear them and then uh, wean them sort of first week of December and, and send them the old girls to the works then, but right. we're not going to shear them this year. I'll just barely crutch them myself and then they can go to the works. So there'll be a wee bit of weaning done in probably 10 days' time. Cool. And uh, I've got a few ewes with lambs at foot on red clover. They'll get weaned early then too, and I'm actually going to wean my hobbits at 65 days of age, so they're pretty young, so they'll get weaned, weaned on the red clover then. And then the rest of the weaning will, will happen sort of around Christmas time, sort of 90 to 100 days of age for the lambs. So sort of spread it out a wee bit. I like spreading the workload out. And, yeah, they'll get a drench now, and then they'll get another one either or probably just at weaning. Mm. Um, and, yeah, try and simplify things a wee bit. Happy lambs, happy hoggets. Um, surely, uh, Nigel, this is a question I asked Deems before as well. Surely, look, the sunshine's beaming down today. You've got to be in a good mood with this. Has there been anything that's happened recently on farm or in the past that you can think of that comes to mind when just something goes wrong, something has gone wrong, or someone's just done something so stupid that you have to look back at it and you laugh now? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a shocker for getting things wrong. I'm always <laughs> breaking stuff. So, um, yeah, plenty of that sort of thing. But one thing that actually came to mind was. Um, be spring two years ago, I think. I ended up getting my tractor stuck. Oh, I borrowed my neighbour's aerator and I had it on the back. So I don't, when I had to ring him and get him to come pull me out, he said, what are you doing here with my aerator on the back type thing? <laughs> so that was weird and embarrassing. And then about this past January, it was still quite wet after the shocking spring we'd had. I was still trying to get, um, well, it was actually clover in the ground, new pasture in the ground. And... Um, Got stuck almost in exactly the same spot, <laughs> and the same neighbour had to come and pull me out. And then the next day, I thought I'd attack the spot from a different angle, and ended up back in there again. So three, oh, well, no. twice in two days, but it was the third time in total in the same spot. So <laughs> if that neighbour wouldn't come pull me out. I had to ring the ring the other neighbour that time. So <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, not something I'm not particularly proud of. But, <laughs> Sort of a symptom of the season, to be fair. Like it's just so wet, so yeah. even in January. Um, but anyway, we got there. It's all it's all planned out now, and we're all good. I'm sure you're not alone in that, though. I'm sure many people have been in the same position before. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nothing a bottle of rum between neighbours can't fit. <laughs> Hope so. Hope so. Nigel Woodhead, Chief and Beef Farmer from South Otago. Thanks for your time this morning, mate. You have a great day. Good ass. Cheers, Connor. The Hokanui Breakfast with Connor Kitto Podcast. The Vice President for the Southland Federated Farmers, who's calling us from a different place today. She's up in Wellington. Morning, Bernadette.
G'day, Connor. Um, different reason for you being up in Wellington. Firstly, congratulations, big congratulations to you, because on Monday night, I believe it was, you were awarded the Primary Industries Leadership Award, and very well deserved, so congratulations, Bernadette. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> You're a humble person. You don't like to talk about this stuff too much. I know this, but <laughs> I heard about your speech, and I, I, I think was there a little snippet or maybe some uh, in one of the articles I read. You, you were crediting other people, which I mean, it's fair enough too. But you've got to give common credit to yourself too, Bernadette. Oh, look for sure. Yep, I, I do work my butt off for feds and for farmers generally. Um, Good. But yeah, no one does this stuff on their own, and you can't. You can't lead without people with you. Yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't point. work. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it just having having such an awesome team on the South on Feds Exec just gives you confidence to put yourself out there a bit because you know they've got your back. So um, it, it, it is a bit of credit to the whole team as well, for sure. And being up in Wellington's given you a good opportunity to catch up with some other federated farmers? Yeah, it's always really good catching up with everybody. Uh, to be fair, it's a nightmare at this time of year. I don't normally come to the November meeting, but... Um, <laughs> because it's just so hard getting off farm at this time of year. But it is really awesome always to catch up with everybody and, um, you know, we only do this once or twice a year. So, it's, yeah, it's great to great to reconnect with people from all over the country and share yarns and find out what everyone else is busy with. So, that's yeah. no, good. What, what's really at top of the agenda for the Federated Farmers nationally? Is it those water reforms? Yeah, that's definitely right up there. It's been talked about quite a few times. Um, but the, the, <laughs> the concern is, I guess, that's, that's not where it's, going to end for us. You know, there's more more stuff coming at us soon, biodiversity, climate change. But to be fair, the two days of the conference was really forward-looking and looking about opportunities internationally, opportunities with technology. Cool. There's some really inspiring presentations, actually, about some of the really cool work that's going on um, in the technology space and um, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, no, we, we try not to get too down in the dumps about all the tricky things that are happening and, and look at some of the opportunities as well. Mm. You heard this morning, if you were listening, Bernadette, the Nigel and Dean stories about what's been happening on farm lately and some of the times where they've done something dumb or someone else they know has done something dumb on a farm where they can just, well, all they have to do is really laugh at it. And I'm sure you've had the same experience with young kids, as Dean was saying, that often happens. What about you? What's the time you look back at now and go, oh, my God, but you just have to laugh? Oh, God, I have loads because I'm one of the least experienced people in terms of the practical stuff on farm. Like I, you know, I've been involved in farming and to help with the decision-making and all that kind of stuff, but practically on farm, I'm one of the less experienced. Um, so, I mean, I'll never forget, I was working on a, a dairy farm part-time when I was at uni, yep. and I'd never done any tractor driving. I wasn't one of those kids growing up on a farm that was in a tractor all the time, and the, the farm owner put me in a tractor for a change from milking one afternoon to roll a paddock, which is about the easiest job you can do in a tractor. It was after it had been planted with maize. Yeah. We're on peat, and I got into the tractor, look, drove up the middle of the paddock to the top fence, turned right to go along the top fence, which also happened to be right on the main road, went about five metres and sunk into a hole. Oh, no. <laughs> and I had no idea what to do to get myself out of it. So I walked back to the cow shed and, told, and took over milking, and he went and got the tractor out, and he just put the four-wheel drive switch on and drove the tractor <laughs> out of the hole and <laughs> took the rest of the paddock. Uh. So that was a bit embarrassing. And the other... The funny stuff that we had, used to have pigs, we yep. used to rear pigs on our farm and um, sell piglets and the, there was always calamities with pigs. They, they were outdoor and they were pets <laughs> and there was always calamities and the worst one was we had uh, um, a girl turn up who was new to the district. Abby, if you're listening, you'll laugh at this, it's a funny memory for you. Um, <laughs> she turned up to buy some piglets, got to the pen and 
all of the piglets were gone. (laughs) And there was a mysterious hole under the gate. They'd managed to burrow their way out of the pen, and they'd all gone back up to the paddock to be with their mum. And so we, so I was like, right, that's fine. They're probably in the pig house. We'll be able to catch some. <laughs> jump in the ute, um, and we'll shoot up and see if we can get them. So we jumped in the ute, which had a big diesel tank on the back of it, and I backed the ute round and swung the nose out and collected the side of her car. Oh no! <laughs> front of the ute and then to make matters worse we went up the hill to catch the piglets and they were all out in the paddock grazing with their mum we couldn't catch them so this <laughs> poor person went home oh with no God. piglets and a dented car <laughs> <laughs> disaster <laughs> after disaster no disaster after disaster <laughs> yeah, no, that, was, that was not a good one <laughs> no it wasn't at all because people don't realise how smart pigs actually are as well they're so intelligent Oh, they're awesome. We loved having pigs. Yeah. Just, we just got too busy and couldn't manage them properly, but we loved them. They were outside. They were real pets. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah, you know, you don't, don't want to be wasting time chasing them around a pen and then crashing into cars every two minutes, do you? No. Oh, no, that was not great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bernadette, thanks for that. You have a fantastic day. And now safe travels back down to Wellington tonight. The Half Hour of Farming Experts on Hokanui.